I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Secure right strength and wealth and overcome the pressure with laughter. 
my media is not Joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesdays. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Thank you for being here. I'm blessed. You're blessed. Grateful. Joyous. Fruitful. Wealthy. Wise. Humble. Overstanding and life-giving words. Words, sound, power, theme, 528 hertz, love frequency, sonic resonance, cymactics, part two. We're going to start off in the praise up and find the word, sound, power, of the theme within the Bible and how the Most High put forth directions and guidance on this topic. Proverbs 8.14 Counsel is mind and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Proverbs 3.21 My son, let them depart from thine eyes. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Second Samuel twenty two thirty three God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. Psalm two seven He layeth upon sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Psalm ninety two three Upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the psaltery, upon the harp, with a solemn sound. Psalm 89.15 Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. You have to know the sound. Psalm seventy-seven, seventeen: The clouds poured out water. The skies did out a sound. Thy arrows also went abroad. The frequencies are visible in thunder and lightning. Psalm forty-five. Excuse me. Psalm forty-seven, five. God is gone up with a shout. God is gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. God is gone up with a shout. 
the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Job 21.12, the timbrel and harp, and rejoice at the sound of the organ. Job 37.2, hear attentively the noise of his voice and the sound that goeth out of his mouth. Nehemiah 4.20, and what place therefore ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us, our God shall fight for us. Isaiah 48.18, O thou that hadst hearkened to my commandments, then they had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as waves of the sea. The righteousness as waves. Waves of righteousness over sin emanating from your personage, from our personage. Waves. Job 38.11 And said hereto, Shalt thou come, but no further? And he shall thy pride waves be stayed. And here shall thy proud waves be stayed. See, there are proud waves over sin and humble waves, right? And loving waves. Psalm 88, 7. Thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and thou hast afflicted me. All thy waves, Selah. See, waves can be afflicted waves. The words sound power, the sonic resonance, the hurts, the cymactics of it all. The cymactics of it all. We're going to delve into it and overstand and break it open and break it down so it could always and forever be broken. And we're going to think upon what we learn. Grace and blessings. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The things we dwell upon in our minds with affection or take to our hearts in fear are the things that are finally built into our character. The things we think of with love or fear determine not only our characters, but our circumstances and our environment as well. The uncontrolled thoughts, the drifting life, the past mistakes, all can be obliterated by forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before and pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of the Most High in Rastafari. Baby, 
blessings and grace as we move forward into tonight's theme word sound power 528 hertz the love frequency sonic resonance cymatics part two last week i covered the love frequency and food frequencies and how we can energetically define ourselves by honing in on those frequencies overstand and so tonight i'm going to focus in on sonic resonance psychoacoustics radio waves, and cymatics. So sonic, the definition of it is utilizing, produced by, or relating to sound waves, or involving sound, having a frequency within the audibility range of the human ear, used of waves and vibrations, of relating to or being the speed of sound in air, about 761 miles per hour, to be precise at the sea level of 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Sonic. Resonance. Now, resonance is a quality or a state of being resonant, a vibration of large amplitude in a mechanical or electrical system caused by a relatively small periodic stimulus of the same or nearly the same period as the natural vibration period of the system. So it has to have relatively small periodic stimulus of the same or nearly the same, the same or nearly the same period as the natural vibration period of the system. The state of adjustment that produces resonance in a mechanical or an electrical system overstand electricity runs through us. An intensification and enriching of a musical tone by a supplementary vibration, a quality imparted to voice sounds by vibration in anatomical resonating chambers or cavities, such as the mouth or the nasal cavity, a quality of richness or variety, a quality of evoking response, the the elicited on percussion of the chest. The sound elicited on the percussion of the chest. That is, that is resonance. The sound elicited on the percussion of the chest. The conceptual alternation of a chemical species between two or more equivalent allowed structural representations differing only in the placement of the electrons that aid in understanding the actual state of the species as an amalgamation and of its possible structures, and usually higher-than-expected stability of the species. The enhancement of atomic and nuclear or particle reaction or the scattering event, the scattering event by excitation of internal motion in the system. So so, So the resonance is the scattering of the excitation of the internal motion, the internal motion manifested outwards from in. And so what I found very interesting in researching this topic is um, a field that's called psychoacoustics. So psychoacoustics is essentially the study of the perception of sound. This includes how we listen, our psychological responses, and the physiological impact of music and sound on the human nervous system. In the realm of psychoacoustics, the terms sound, music, frequency, and vibration are interchangeable because they are different approximations 
of the same essence. The study of of psychoacoustics dissects the listening experience. So traditionally, psychoacoustics, excuse me, is broadly defined as pertaining to the perception of sound and the production of speech. So it's the perception of sound, how you see it, and the production of the speech. The abundant research that has been done in the field has focused primarily on the exploration of speech and the psychological effects of music therapy. However, there is renewed interest in sound as vibration. An important distinction is the difference between the psychological and the neurological perception. A song or a melody associated with childhood, a teenage romance, or some peak emotional experience creates a memory-based psychological reaction. So there's also a physiological response to sounds, like a physical in your body. Slightly detuned, slightly detuned tones can cause brain waves to speed up or slow down, for instance. So detuned tones can cause brain waves to speed up or slow down. Additionally, soundtracks that are filtered and gated. Now, this is a sophisticated engineering process. Filtered and gated soundtracks create a random sonic event, a sonic resonance. It triggers an active listening response, and it tonifies the auditory mechanism, including the tiny muscles of the middle ear. As a result, sounds are perceived more accurately, and speech and communication skills improve. So while the psychological response may occur with the filtered and gated sounds or the detuned sounds, the primary effect is physiological or neurological. In nature. So research on the neurological component of sound is currently attracting many to the field of psychoacoustics. So a growing school of thought based on the teachings of the Dr. Alfred Tomitis values the examination of both neurological and psychological effects of resonance and frequency on the human body. So to, because of the groundbreaking findings of Dr. Tomitis, We've come to understand that the extraordinary power of the ear, in addition to its critical functions of communication and balance, the ear's primary purpose is to recycle sounds and so recharge our inner batteries. According to Tomatis, the ear's first function in utero, in the womb, is to govern the growth of the rest of the physical organism. Overstand your ear, the sound. After birth, sound is to the nervous system what food is to our physical bodies. That's how important sound is. Sound is to the nervous system. This is what he found out. Sound is to the nervous system what food is to our physical bodies. Food provides nourishment at the cellular level of the organism, and sound feeds us at the electrical impulses that charge the neocortex. Psychoacoustics cannot be described at all without reference to what Dr. Tomatis established. So 
he breaks it down into in the realm of application specific music and sound psychoacoustically designed soundtracks now understand that psychoacoustically designed soundtracks how do we not know that all the music that's on the radio and that's promulgated understand are not psychoacoustically designed soundtracks these are the concepts and techniques that revolve around this intentionality focused application for a specific benefit what's the focused application that's being put into the music and into the TV shows understand intentionality resonance the tone And this word blew my mind. It's called entrainment, not entertainment, which is enter and taint men, understand, but entrainment to enter and train men. Entrainment is the rhythm. The rhythm is the entrainment. Pattern identification, active listening or passive hearing, right? It's activating the pattern identification, and sonic neurotechnologies. (laughs) Sonic neurotechnologies, highly specialized sound processing. So the resonance and entrainment is in. So consider the following. Anything that moves has a vibration. Though invisible, every aspect of our material world at the atomic level moves constantly. Wherever there is motion, there is frequency. Though inaudible at times, all frequencies make a sound. All sounds resonate and can affect one another in the spectrum of sound, from the movement of atomic particles to the sensory phenomenon we call music. There's a chain of vibration. All atomic matter vibrates. Frequency is the speed at which matter vibrates. The frequency of vibration creates sounds, sometimes inaudible. Sounds can be molded into music. So this chain explains the omnipresence of sound. So resonance is the single most important concept in understanding the constructive or destructive role of sound in your life. Entrainment, sympathetic vibration, resonant frequencies, and resonant systems all fall under the rubric of resonance. Resonance can be broadly defined as the impact of one vibration on another. Literally, it means to send again, to echo, to resonate, is to resound. Something external sets something else into motion or changes to to its vibratory rate. This can have many different effects, some subtle and some not so. From icebergs to airport construction to the human body, sound waves have the ability, the capacity to alter and actually shift frequency. Simply put, sound is a powerful yet often ignored medium for change. The sound changes things. Another fascinating and important aspect of resonance is the process of entrainment. Entrainment in the context of psychoacoustics concerns changing the rate of brain waves, overstand, breaths, overstand, or heartbeats from one speed to another through exposure to external periodic rhythms. The most common example of entrainment is tapping your feet. 
to the external rhythm of, of uh, music. Just try keeping your foot or your head still when you're around a fun, up-tempo rhythm. You will see that it's almost an involuntary motor response. However, tapping your feet or bopping your head to external rhythms is just the tip of the iceberg. While your feet might be moving around, your nervous system may be getting the terrible case of the jitters. Entrainment is contagious. If the brain doesn't resonate with a rhythm, neither will the breath or heart rate. In this context, rhythm takes on new meanings. Not only is it entraining, but rhythmic entrainment is a potent sonic tool. It's a tool. Rhythmic entrainment is a potent sonic tool as well, be it for motor function or other autonomic processes such as brainwave, heart, and breath rates. Alter one pulse, such as a brainwave, with music and the other major issues heart and breath will doodly follow. When it comes to intentional applications of music, the entrainment effect completes the circle of the chain of vibration. So the circle starts with atomic matter, which leads to vibration, which leads to frequency, which leads to sound, which leads to sympathetic vibration, which is the resonance, which leads to entrainment. So music alters the performance of the nervous system, primarily because of entrainment. Entrainment is the rhythmic manifestation of resonance. With entrainment, a stronger external pulse does not just activate another pulse, but actually causes the latter to move out of its own resonant frequency to match it. You see? With entrainment, a stronger external pulse does not just activate another pulse, but it actually causes the latter to move out of its own resonant frequency to match it. Understanding the interlocking concepts of resonance and entrainment enables us to grasp the way external tone and rhythm can heal or create havoc. Sound effects, glass, and concrete as well as brain waves, motor responses, and organic cells. Pattern identification, simply put, pattern identification is one of the brain's analytical processes, identifying a pattern visual, auditory, odiferous, what you smell, right, odiferous, kinesthetic, what you feel, what you can touch, right, enables cerebral attention to shift from active awareness to passive acknowledgement. See? So it, 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 it helps you come out of active awareness into passive acknowledgement. Listening and looking are active functions. Hearing and seeing are passive. In active listening mode, the middle ear function is highly engaged while the brain seeks to identify a pattern. Once an auditory pattern is found, passive hearing begins. Habituation sets in and the brain focuses on other things. There are specific times when active listening or passive hearing is preferable. Active listening stimulates the nervous system. And passive hearing is neutral or discharging. So sonic neurotechnologies, representing two distinct approaches to therapeutic sound, right, and um, filtration gating and binaural beat frequencies, 
binaural beat frequencies. Binaural, understand, is currently defined of the growing field of sonic neurotechnologies. So this phrase was coined by Joshua Leeds to describe an area of sound work that depends on the precise mechanical manipulation of sound waves to bring about desired changes in the psyche and physical body. So two diverse approaches to the processing of sound frequencies hold great interest and are used on some of the audio programs and and, and, um, programs such as sound remedies. So filtration gating techniques have been honed worldwide by gradually gating and filtering out the lower range of music, sometimes up to 800 hertz, excuse me, 8,000 hertz. The love is at 528. They bumping it up to 8,000. And then adding the frequencies back in and retraining the auditory processing system occurs. A retraining of the auditory processing system occurs. The effects of filtration and gating are felt on a psychological and neurodevelopmental and physical level. The application of sound stimulation, um, you know, they've used it effectively in many neurodevelopmental issues. They've used it in utero. Children and adults with learning attention difficulties, developmental delays, auditory processing problems, sensory integration, perceptual challenges, those they found profound improvement by adjusting the frequencies. Another approach to sound processing is in the field of binaural beat frequencies. By listening through through stereo headphones to slightly detuned tones, sound frequencies that differ by a, by a prescribed number of hertz, the sound brainwave entrainment takes place, facilitating a specific range of brainwave states. Um, they want to use that in areas such as pain r- reduction, enhanced creativity, and accelerated learning. So they're adjusting frequencies using binaural beat frequencies to accelerate learning. Okay, so we have to, you know, eat properly, listen to the right music, to the right people, control the sounds that are around you, pay close attention. Best believe others are paying close attention, (laughs) they're researching it, and they're making it part of our lives whether we like it or not. So these two sonic neurotechnologies used separately have roots in neurology, physiology, and psychology. They must be used carefully and wisely. And so sound stimulation with filtration and gating, filtration and gating, in the broadest definition, sound stimulation can be defined as the excitement of the nervous system by auditory information. Sound stimulation, auditory retraining narrows the focus. So it's a precise application of electronically processed sound through headphones. Overstand the headphones and the usage. 
and how songs sound differently in headphones than they do coming out your speakers or coming out of your television or out of your phone because they're tuned to do so or detuned over sand and can have an effect of retraining the auditory mechanism to take over, to take in a wider spectrum of sound frequencies. And an ear cannot process tone properly is a problem of great magnitude. So they're using these techniques also, you know, for people that are tone deaf and things of that nature. So that's sound stimulation with filtration and gating. So all of this is taking place in our music, and, and, and it's happening through radio waves. So radio waves, it's, it's from a portion of the electromagnetic spectrum at lower frequencies than microwaves. The wavelengths of radio waves range from thousands of meters to 30 centimeters, and they correspond to frequencies as low as 3 hertz. Now, we discussed last week which foods have, you know, 15, 20, 18, 13 hertz. So even the foods are affected, as we know, through microwaves, and they correspond to frequencies as low. And so radio waves, even the music, the radio waves, your cell phone, everything, correspond to frequencies as low as 3% and as high as 1 gigahertz. So radio wave communication signals travel through the air in a straight line. They reflect off clouds or layers of the ionosphere and are relayed by satellites in space. They are used in standard broadcast radio and television and shortwave radio, navigation, air traffic control, cellular phones, and even remote control toys. So all of these frequencies are affecting us, and we're affecting it. Now, to move forward into cymactics, um, cymactics is the physics, the study of wave phenomena, especially sound and their visual, represent, and their visual representations, sound that makes manifest physically. And it's also a therapy in which sound waves are directed at the body and the aim of promoting health, because understand, it's the wave phenomena that makes manifest physically. So in the medical dictionary, cymactics is also in there. You know, it's under the edge of fringe medicine, but it's also um, highly researched and respected as well. A form of, bi- of vibrational bio and genetics medicine developed by a British osteopath, P.G. Manners, which consists of the administration of high-frequency sound waves either directly using various handheld applicators or other devices or indirectly by placing the patient in a bath with a device that causes whole body vibration. Somatic therapy was believed by the earliest advocates to be effective in treating such conditions as arthritis, gout, rheumatic diseases, sciatica, and slipped vertebral discs. Most recently, Cymatic therapy has been reexamined by the mainstream medical practitioners, in particular orthopedic surgeons, as it may accelerate the healing of bone fractures and relieve musculoskeletal tension and have a positive impact on sports injuries. Okay, again, the word sound power of it all. So harness it for ourselves. It's part of the universal laws. It's a gift from the Most High. You know, I use it to heal myself with my ultrasound wand. 
You know, I have sacroiliitis and fibromyalgia, and it helps. And just having that small mechanical wand has, you know, helped my quality of life. And for those ones out there that have illnesses or pains, you know, look into the different wave and sound wave techniques. Go outside of the spectrum of what's presented. And so cymatics is the study of wave phenomena, and it's typically associated with the physical patterns produced through the interaction of sound waves in a medium. So the term cymatics was coined by the Swiss scientist Hans Jenny, and is derived from the Greek kyma, meaning wave, and tachymacta, meaning matters pertaining to waves. So vibration and sound. All in creation is comprised ultimately of energy the fundamental characteristic of which is vibration. Everything in the universe, the all, the source, mind, the most high, God is in a perpetual state of vibration, up to and including our ultimate source, which exhibits a level of vibration of such an an infinitely high degree and of such an intensity that source can almost be considered to be such levels of vibration are far, far beyond any current human comprehension. Consider the example of a wooden cartwheel with spokes observed from sideways perspective, spinning ever faster. The wheel eventually reaches such a rapid rate of rotation as to appear stationary and appears not to be spinning at all. At maximum revolution, spokes appearing to be invisible to the physical senses of the human eye. Science now recognizes the fact that phenomena with which everyone is so familiar, such as heat, light, temperature, and magnetism, are all but differing degrees of vibration, each exuding unique characteristics, and each of which everyone can readily recognize and experience by means of the five biological senses. Modern science, however, is nevertheless still struggling to fully explain such important characteristics as cohesion, molecular attraction, affinity, and in particular, the very force keeping everything rooted firmly on the ground, thereby preventing things from floating off into space. Gravity. Vibration plays an extremely important part in everyday lives of everyone by way of normal thinking processes and states of being. Thoughts, emotions, desires, temperament, indeed, any mental state of mind or being are all ultimately degrees and aspects of energy as vibration. Course is thought itself. This is just one reason why in the collective plane of the human mind, thoughts can often unwittingly or even intentionally be projected and can affect other people by the process of induction. It's like when you walk into a room and you could feel, oh, something's going on in here, you know, and then it kind of sucks you in, understand. There are major factors in so-called paranormal phenomena, which people recognize as telepathy and other forms of mind power. It is also the reason why a person's mood can affect those around that person. A mood simply being an energetic state of vibration. It is a most important fact that every single thought, every single state of mind, and every single emotion is each characterized by its own unique vibration. In the physical world of matter, 
these vibrations and thought forms are not readily apparent to the physical senses. However, in the infinity finer in the infinitely finer degrees of the astral worlds and beyond, thoughts and thought forms can actually be seen to be instantly created and projected and persist in accordance with the level of energy which with they were originally projected. And those who understand these laws of vibration and mentalism can exercise a high degree of control over their own individual thought processes, thus gaining a high level of control over their own states of mind, moods, and emotions. Okay, so, you know, that's the whole crux. Gaining a high level of control over our own states of mind, moods, and emotions can't be swayed by what's going on you got to stand firm in yourself no matter what situation you walk into in the same way a person who is well practiced in these disciplines can also affect the mind of others by applying the same laws very often people do this without even realizing it on the mental plane and in particular on the plane of the human mind People produce thought energy, vibrations which can affect themselves and the people around them, either intentionally or at will. Conscious and effective use of these abilities can usually only be acquired by the means of dedication and practice over some period of time. Although there are very few people in existence who can command these powers as a natural ability, often from birth. You know, this is where this 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 kind of so-called phenomenon was demonstrated over the ages by the great masters, the adepts, the gurus, and others, often considered to be miracles. All these people are really doing is consciously controlling complete natural universal laws. And in particular, in the case of physical manifestations, the law of vibration, in order to alter or transmute one form of energy vibration into another form of energy, thereby altering the form of the physical objects. See, I personally believe that that's how the pyramids were built. It was using sonic resonance and sound. And if those want to go in and research, the Ankh was a tool for electromagnetism, overstanding conjunction with sonic resonance. You can move matter and alter it. Just research, planting a seed, overstand. This is my personal opinion on the matter. So this would appear miraculous to those who have yet to fully comprehend the principles of energy, vibration, and mind, but yet an ability that everyone has the potential to realize. Now, in the physical world of matter, vibration often manifests most obviously and clearly in the form of sound. Sound is vibration. The fundamental characteristics of energy by far the most important creative principle in the universe in all spheres of reality and life. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, John 1. In the original ancient Greek text of the Bible, which is very often mistranslated or misinterpreted, and which in turn was mistranslated from the original language, the Word was a metaphor for sound, and sound is vibration. 
sound mind express the entire universe with sound vibration. Source mind, sound mind. It is ultimately sound vibration, that fundamental characteristic and principle of energy from which the entire universe is made that creates everything we experience and everything that we see and everything around us. Without sound, vibration, and ultimately energy, nothing can, be, nothing can possibly exist. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. John 1.3 in other words, everything in creation was made by God from and with energy through the word of God, sound vibration. God creates the entire universe with sound. And we are all divine aspects and expressions of God, of source energy, first cause, Jah. And we therefore enjoy exactly the powers bestowed upon us of creation. And we can apply in our own lives at will. It is therefore through sound and vibration influenced by mind that everything we experience and ever have experienced are created. Just as in the beginning, God created the entire universe and continues to create the universe. Mind influences energy, which is vibration. Mind over vibration and energy is therefore the creative force in our life, just as in the greater universe. Make no mistake, nothing therefore can be more powerful or more important as the creative, transformational, and sustaining force than sound vibration under the ultimate control of mind and consciousness. After all, God created the entire universe in this way, in all spheres of reality, not just the physical universe. So by comparison, creating a better life for ourselves and our loved ones is a very modest achievement. Throughout history, you know, even from the earliest days, vibration in the form of sound and the physical plane as perceived by humans is widely known to have profound effect on consciousness, but only to a certain frequencies and, and if presented in the right way. Ancient spirituality advanced cultures have always known the secrets and powers of sound and consequently have been using sound for many centuries in the form of mantras, chanting, and other vocal sounds, as well as through musical instruments such as drums, pipes, wind, stringed instruments, and many others, instruments such as African drums, North, North, Native North American drums, Native Australian didgeridoo, Native and Central America pan pipes, and many others were never intended to make music for entertainment, but to invoke altered states of consciousness through sound, specifically through vibration. You know, so brainwave entrainment tracks are quite simply the modern-day equivalent, okay? So our ancient ancestors were always able to have the food and the necessities they needed by performing whatever they needed to draw the energy to manifest what they wanted in their life. You know, so many 
cultures today still use sound to invoke out-of-body experiences in their shaman, you know, um, sound vibration is the basis of consciousness, creation, and reality at absolutely every level of the universe, physical universe of matter. Vibration of our spiritual bodies directly determine where we are focused. The vibration of our spiritual bodies directly determined where we are focused, our ability to manifest our needs, wishes, and desires, our ability to enjoy health and relationships, and ultimately the reason we are here, spiritual evolution. In other words, enlightenment and a state of being that is pure bliss. Vibration of our spiritual bodies even determine Overstand, according to the Gnostic scriptures, we're in heaven, we will transition to after the change known as death. The higher our vibration, the higher the more glorious the spheres of inner reality we will transition to upon passing after the change known as death. This is not some sort of fundamental favoritism. These are fundamental, immutable, universal principles based upon universal principles of vibration. The higher the vibration of our being, the easier it is to manifest and achieve anything and everything we can possibly desire. And the more glorious will be our experience during after the change, known as death. So plain and simple, sound and, and, and vibration are extremely important for health, abundance, happiness, well-being, and spiritual evolution at every level. Every level. Including what happens even after where you will find yourself once you've passed through this phase. By using sounds in either meditation or, you know, um, it helps to, if it can help you tap into your subconscious and your inner light and the voice inside that tells you what it is your spirit's supposed to be doing, find it. And use it. The creative and healing power of sound is infinite and unlimited because sound vibration is the very basis of all creation, which is inherently infinite and unlimited. It's unlimited to others before service to self embodies the greatest truth of all. We are all one, and there is no duality. There is no them in us. There is only one source of which we are all divine expressions in oneness. And to deny this or to focus on self to the exclusion of others is to deny who we are. So we have to tap into these frequencies and universal principles that helps bring us back to oneness. So we can follow the path laid forth and, and as I always say, unopen, open it, the gift that you can hear the sound of his voice. You can hear what he's calling you here to do for the space and time that you're here to, to, to be able to make manifest. Otherwise, you're just taking up space. If you'd like to check it out more deeply, the um, cymatics, and um, see the visual, the visual manifestations of sound, you can go to cymatics.org, that's C- Y-M-T-I-C-S dot org, cymatics dot org. 
And so um, it shows the different um, hidden shapes buried within snowflakes and the massive hexagonal cloud formations, you know, and it also shows um, how sound is affected on water and the beautiful um, pictures in the gallery that shows how sound takes shape. Understand? So I hope this awakens a frequency within you to calibrate, recalibrate, reroute, <laughs> shift, upshift. Okay, don't downshift. Upshift your frequency. And understand and understand why you stand, the word, sound, power of it all. And how the resonance comes from you, right? The percussion of your chest. And make manifest all that you were here to do. In Jesus' name. We'll take a music moment and come back with the Gomenosis. Blessings and grace. Yeah, nine. Nine is a perfect number, and it's not just in terms of numerology. Nine is, is, is shaped as a spiral. I want to know that everything in aeration is based on the spiral principle we call 5PHI 1.618. You know, a nine is also reflected in the, in the, in the, in the language itself. Because remember, I say every number, every letter have a number, and every number is represented by a letter, and nine is represented by the perfect letter, which is I. I withstands capital at all times, never come on, you know. So, if you check it, nine spans every dimension. It's not just the physical three-dimensional space. It spans the next dimension. So, it's three square equal nine. And it's important for no in this time not to get a six for a nine because enough six out there, you know. Seeing some ones who get up every day and a chant, 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 and them liberty just go, go further than how them chant, you know. So, you want to forget what I can say be the real thing which is spanning both the physical space and the mental space and the theoretical space, which is the three square, you know. So it's important, as I said, careful of the sixes that are out there. And that's why Matthew said, even when you look at yourself as a sister and look at your own development trajectory, you talk about consistency, you know. It's years I sight the eye in the eye thing. You know, I have always been consistent. As I said before, you could have always do all kind of music, but you choose special music for actually do and thing, you know. I mean, look around creation. Everything in creation is built of the principle of the spiral. Everything is built of the principle of the spiral. From plants to the cells to the universe, all of those things are built of that principle. And Rastafari, through its own genius of simplicity, captures the whole essence of nine in reference to everyone as I. As in I and I, which means that I talk to ones in them perfect See it. And I say again, that is what music should be doing. Music is supposed to move you from your lower self to your higher self. Move you from a six, really, to a nine. You know, and I think this album with the nine song represents that moving from that lower self straight to your higher self. So as you listen to each of the songs, you're supposed to actually get a kind of theoretical progression going forward until the ceiling of the album. I will know just like in music, when you move from an octave, which is eight, which is infinity. What is beyond infinity? It is I, which is nine. I will come in a time, the time when the mother of the nine comes swirling like a whirlwind, spinning like a dervish. 
to blow us all into a line. Live in a time when the light bodies line up. Cause the clones activate, loose conquer, and divide us. Well, I'll separate. And listen at the gate, late. Some said, wait, said, do you sing prayer like prom? Teach them how to dance in the eye of the storm. Teach them so they know that the things that they care. We release testaments to old world. Show them we've been deploying to show them. Show them what? Show them how to channel from the core. Show them how to strike cold, lift like force. So they mind so deep and they mind so they radiate light from their palms and their pores. The IA is a mixer, a balloons in a picture. But we are coded, our angels hit us, so we for winning the war. And the same ones that's been active since they won actively taking us since they won. They are no no uneasy. Tell them report to your station. You are losing your form.
Blessings and grace. Now we move forward into the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. I'm going to start off at the dailycaller.com. Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey says the U.S. government should absolutely take a look at Google. Democratic New Jersey Senator Cory Booker said the U.S. government absolutely should take a look at Google and other big tech companies in a recent interview with the tech publication Recode. 
So Booker's comments were in response to general questions about Silicon Valley's growing power, including specific inquiry by Recode over whether the U.S. government should and can regulate tech BMOFs and more. Is there, you know, especially Google, I mean, the Amazon and the food and, you know, so it's going to be you work for Google and you receive from Google. And Alphabet, right? That's the that's the parent company of it all, of Amazon and all the Google world. So first of all, yes, he says, this consolidation that is happening all over our country, I think, is not a positive trend, Booker asserted. According to the Monday story, these merges we need to begin to look at because the understandable forces in an economic work. If there's less competition, then prices tend to go up. If there's less competition, workers' salaries tend to go down. Booker not only thinks America's regulatory agencies aren't doing enough to ensure the largest companies don't band together for more control. He also essentially implies that the largest firms in Silicon Valley, like Amazon, Google, Facebook, and Apple, are encroaching into monopoly status. So should the U.S. government take a look at Google, Ram asks? I think the U.S. government absolutely should take a good, a, a good look at Google, Booker replied. On the grounds for an antitrust case, I think the U.S. government should be far more active in antitrust actions because when they have taken actions, it's often created collateral benefits to society, said Booker. Microsoft, Bell Labs have all resulted in these are major U.S. antitrust cases that now are looked at years later and saw many benefits to U.S. consumers and to innovation that comes from a lot of these actions. So, you know, we have to press our elected officials in the same realm, or we're going to be passive, <laughs> overstand, passive participants. And on FoxBusiness.com, a Wisconsin company is going to implant microchips in its employees in August. A Wisconsin tech company says they're about to become the first business in the U.S. to offer microchip implants to its employees. Three Square Market, a River Falls-based software design company, says starting August 1st, offering microchips to all their employees. The chips will be implanted underneath the skin, between the thumb and forefinger, which will allow employees to pay for food and drinks at the company's break room, open security doors, and log into their computers without any special cards or passwords. Eventually, this technology will become standardized, allowing you to use this as your passport, public transit, and all purchasing opportunities, Todd Westby of of 32M CEO said in the company press release. The technology the company is using is called RFID, or radio frequency identification, that uses electromagnetic fields to identify electronically stored information. The chips will also use near-field communications, NFCs, the same type of technology that is used in most contactless credit cards and mobile payments. Westby says these microchips have already become very popular in many European markets around the world, and they want to be ahead of the curve by bringing it to the U.S. We see chip technology as the next evolution of payment systems. Overstanding the hand between the thumb and the forefinger. Why does it have to be so biblical? It's just out of control. 
As a leader in the micro-market technology, it is important that 32M continues leading the way with advancements such as chip implants, Westby said. Each chip costs about $300. And Westby says that more than 50 employees are expected to partake in the new program next week. He, however, does stress that the program is optional for those who wish to opt out. To, for those who wish to opt out. So it's here. It's here starting in August in America, straight up. The employees are microchipped, able to pay for food and drinks in the company's break room, open security doors, log into their computers. And um, on some more positive news, U.S. Census Bureau on census.gov, the number of minority-owned firms increased in 2015. Minority-owned firms in the United States increased by approximately 4.9% in 2015. So it went from 996,248. Um, it, it, it went there from 949,318 and 214. So payroll and employment for minority-owned employer firms in the nation also increased by 7%, you know? And so so receipts for minority-owned firms in 2015 were estimated at $1.1685 billion. The receipts, $1.1685 billion. So California leads all states in the number of minority-owned firms with approximately 228,148. And New York, New Jersey, um, the 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 NYNJPA metropolitan area are led by the 50 most populous metropolitan statistical areas, and in the number of minority-owned firms at 12.8 percent. So more than one quarter of the 50 most populous metropolitan statistical areas had approximately 15,000 or more minority-owned employer businesses. About one-third of the employer farms, 34.6%, in accommodation and food and services sector were also minority-owned. So 34.6%. So this is really great information. So ownerships by firms of women increased by 3%, approximately to 1.1 million. And so payroll for women-owned firms also increased from 277.9 billion to 293.1 billion. And that's a change of 5.5%. And California again, big up California leading the way, led all states in the number of women-owned firms with approximately 12.9% of all women-owned firms in the in the entire United States, followed by the New York, New Jersey, PA metropolitan area, which has 8.7% of all the women-owned firms in the United States. And so out of that, one quarter of all the women-owned employer firms were minority women. So that's one quarter. So more than half, 54.4% of these minority women-owned firms were Asian-owned. So big up to our Asian sisters. They make up half of the minority women-owned firms. And so meanwhile, you know, um, we have to push forward and increase that number even bigger. 
So that's just some inspiration for those that knows that ones that are out there with receipts for, for you know, $1.1685 billion. <laughs> Big up for the receipts. And according to um, the nzherald.co.nz in their science section, I thought this was very interesting, um, ancient humans had sex with non-humans. New research shows that ancient humans had sex with non-human species. According to a study conducted by Omar Gokerman, an assistant professor of biological sciences at, at the University of Buffalo, ancient humans had intercourse with ghost species of proto-humans. And they call them ghosts because they can't find any of their um, remains. He explains that the humans are only one member of a, bo- of a broader species named hominins. So you have hominins, hominids. (laughs) The research found that humans had sex with other members of the hominins group. Gookman found widely different genes and DNAs of humans living in sub-Saharan Africa. He believes these genes can be traced back to about 150,000 years ago when ancient humans were, were breeding with this mysterious ghost species. This other species is referred to by the scientific community as a ghost species as there are no known fossils that can be analyzed. It seems that interbreeding between different early hominin species is not the exception. It's the norm, Gookman said, quoted by the Sun. Based on our analysis, the most plausible explanation for this extreme variation in, our, in archaic integration, the introduction of genetic material from a ghost species of ancient hominins. I, I find it funny how they name it a ghost. And on some strange news, Sessions, the Attorney General, this is in um, the Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com under national security, Sessions greenlights police to seize cash, property, from people suspected of crimes but not charged. This is what's happening in our reality. The Justice Department announced a new federal policy on Wednesday to help state and local police take cash and property from people suspected of a crime, even without a criminal charge, thereby reversing an Obama administration rule prompted by past abuse by the police. Reversing this. So the cop stops you, and he suspects you of something and doesn't even charge you, and he can take cash and property on site. One to be aware. Deputy General Gerald Rod Rodstein of the Justice Department will include more safeguards to prevent this kind of problems and have been documented, documented in the past. Police departments will be required to provide details to the Justice Department about probable cause for seizures, and federal officials will have to more quickly inform property owners about their rights and the status of the seizures. You know, it's like the Constitution doesn't matter anymore. You're just guilty, and you have to prove yourself innocent. That's what this is now. It's like a total reversal. You're guilty until you prove yourself innocent. We're all walking around guilty, according to the Justice Department. The goal here is to empower our police. This is the quote. The goal here is to empower our police and prosecutors with this important tool that can be used to combat crime, particularly drug abuse. 
Rossing said at a news briefing. This is going to enable us to work with local police and our prosecutors to make sure that when assets are lawfully seized, they are not returned to criminals when there's a valid basis for them to be fortified. They want to fortify our stuff from us. So two years ago, then-Attorney General Eric Holder barred state and local police from using federal law to seize cash and other property without criminal charges and warrants. Since 2008, thousands of police agencies had made more than 55,000 seizures of cash and property worth $3 billion under a Justice Department civil asset forfeiture program which allowed local and state police to make seizures and then share the proceeds with the federal agencies. A Washington Post investigation in 2014 found that state and local police had seized almost $2.5 billion from motorists. See, the car, $2.5 million from the motorists and others without search warrants or indictments since the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001. The Post series revealed that police routinely stopped drivers for minor traffic infractions, pressed them to agree to searches without warrants, and seized large amounts of cash when there was no evidence of wrongdoing. Police then spent the proceeds from the seizure with little oversight, according to the Post investigation. In some cases, the police bought luxury cars, high-powered weapons, and armored cars. You're never going to eliminate allegations of abuses, Rothstein said. Never going to eliminate mistakes 100%. But I think this new policy is going to position us very well to make sure that there are very few credible allegations of abuse. And where there's, and where there are, we're going to make it a priority to follow up. The new policy from the Attorney General's Jeff Sessions authorizes federal adoption of assets seized by the state and local police when the conduct that led to the seizures violates federal law. Rothstein said that the department is adding safeguards to ensure that police have sufficient evidence of criminal activity when property is seized. Property owners will receive notice of rights within 45 days, which is twice as quickly as required by current law. Law enforcement agencies will be required to provide officers with more training on asset forfeiture laws, he said. They get an extra training on how to take our stuff. I mean, this is this is horrible. Without a charge, just because I suspect you. State and local enforcement officials supported the change, but Democratic and Republican lawmakers were skeptical. This is mm. Representative Daryl Issa, a Republican from California, called Sessions' policy troubling and said it would expand a loophole that's become a central point of contention nationwide. Criminals shouldn't be able to keep the proceeds of their crime, but innocent Americans shouldn't lose their right to due process or their private property rights in order to make that happen, Issa said in a statement. Holder tweeted that Sessions' policy was another extremist action and said that Obama administration policy was a reform that was supported by conservatives and progressives, Republicans and Democrats. Kaya Bennett, legislative counsel for the American Civil Liberties Union, called the action outrageous. We are talking about people who have not been convicted of a crime and are often not given a day in court to reclaim their possessions, Bennett said. Civil asset forfeiture is tantamount to policing for profit, generating millions of dollars annually. 
that keep that the agencies get to keep. At a meeting with county sheriffs on February 7th, President Trump made clear to law enforcement officials that he is a strong supporter of the civil asset forfeiture program and told the Justice Department to rescind the Obama administration restrictions. On Wednesday, Sessions defended the reversal at a meeting with Representative Fraternal Order of Police. The FRAT, okay? the National Sheriff's Association, and the major city's chief association and other law enforcement officials who back the new policy. Civil asset forfeiture is a key tool that helps law enforcement defund organized crime, take back ill-gotten gains, and prevent new crimes from being committed. They want some preventing. Okay, this is how they're preventing. Everyone's guilty. And it weakens the criminal and the cartels, Sessions said. Earlier this week, Sessions told the National District Attorneys Association that no criminal should be allowed to keep the proceeds of their crime. But the ALCU Bennett said the problem is that we are not talking about criminals. We are talking about Americans who have had their homes, cars, money, and other property taken through civil forfeiture, which requires only mere suspicion that the property is connected to a crime, she said. We have to send prayers and chant down this whole energy. You know, Sessions is is um, walking a tightrope right now. President Trump is just bad-mouthing him to the media. He's mad because he um, forfeited the right to be a part of the special investigation team that would help him wrangle out of all these um crimes he so-called committed that, that that are being investigated. And so he's been talking about Sessions and calling him weak in public. And last time he didn't accept his resignation, but now he's just breaking him down. So let's just pray that he gets broke and whoever comes in after Sessions resends this and does not make this a priority. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, and some other news that we must pray upon also in the Washington Post, dying after childbirth. Women in Texas are at high risk, especially if they're black. Black women in Texas are dying with frightening frequency after childbirth. This is in the Washington Post. Something's amiss. For real. Black women in Texas are dying with frightening frequency after childbirth at a rate of nearly up to three times higher than that of white women. And no one has figured out why. Now, if anyone's familiar with the TV show, um, what's that show? Again, Marriage Boot Camp, Reality Stars, and Judge Lynn Toler, the black woman, the judge, her daughter, her daughter died at Mount Sinai Hospital, the top hospital out there in L.A., in childbirth. Okay, we might have to get back with the midwives and the doulas and all of that, for real. In a state with the worst overall maternal mortality in the nation. Who knew? Texas. With the worst overall maternal mortality rate in in the nation. Maternal mortality. So women dying. The Texas legislator opened a special session this week that will address the issue as one of the 20 items that Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, listed in calling lawmakers back to work. The most they may do, however, is extend and expand the scope of a task force that started studying the problem a few years ago. So the problem's been going on for a while. 
The 15-person panel set up by the legislative in 2013 initially looked at cases from previous two years and identified 189 such deaths. Last July, it completed a report showing rates of maternal mortality had roughly doubled between 2010 and 2012, and that black women were far more likely to become seriously ill and die during pregnancy or within the first year after having a baby. What is going on in Texas? Explain the root cause. It's just genocide in Texas, straight up, of the black woman. The foundation. But the task force has yet to explain the root cause or recommended how to avert future tragedies. The task force, since since 2013, has yet to explain the root cause or recommend how to avert future tragedies. For Representative State um, Sean Therry, a Democrat from Houston and a black woman who had complained delivery in 2012, the report hit uncomfortably close to home. This one statistic was blazing right off the page, which is that African-American women make up 11% of births in Texas, but 30% of the maternal deaths. So out of the 11% that they make up, 30% of them are, are, are just dying. I hadn't heard anyone discuss it, she said. The data spurred her to propose a bill this spring that called for a study on how race and socioeconomic factors affect access and care for black and pregnant women. You know, but this is the problem I have with these legislators. You want to have a bill to have a study. It's already been studied. They're dying. You got the stats. What are you studying it more for? That's that Hegelian dialectic. That's the HD stupidness. She's a black woman acting like she's appalled, but she's going to call for a study. A woman who chooses to bear life shouldn't pay for it on her own. Very stressed last week. Despite having bipartisan, bipartisan support, the legislation died because of a parliamentary move by the House Freedom Caucus. <laughs> Overstand the word sound power. The House Freedom Caucus made it die. One one of dozens of measures caught up in what was dubbed a Mother's Day massacre. On July 10th, one minute after the lawmakers could officially file bills for the special session, Theri again filed hers. Now she's rallying her constituents and local activists to ensure it gets a hearing. House Bill 51 asked the task force to look at the factors and health conditions that disproportionately affect the most at-risk population already identified as black women and to evaluate options for reducing maternal deaths. If Theri's bill gets heard, I'm fairly confident it will pass, said Deanne Wildman, the director for the Center of Healthcare Policy at the Texas Public Policy Foundation. It's not highly contentious. It's not going to cost us. So who's going to stand up and say, let's not solve this? But that's not saying solve it. That's just saying look at it, and it's already been looked at. So we have to pray that it gets looked at. We have to pray that it that it stops. We have to send healing, strong energy to all the women in Texas that are holding babies, bearing babies, creating babies, and all the babies in Texas, extra strength, now that we know that this atrocity is happening over there. And bless the doulas and the midwives and let the sisters find them and, and just overstand the need for them and let all those births be blessed. 
in Jesus' name. Strength to the womb, to the black womb in Texas. And on NBC News, the the Minnesota Department of Education approves a transgender toolkit. The Minnesota Department of Education will be providing schools with tools to support transgender and gender nonconforming students. What I found interesting about this is that they say that this toolkit for ensuring safe and supportive schools for gender and gender nonconforming students, they don't have this for other students. You know, if you're going to do it for one, it should be done for all. And the other thing I found interesting in this article was that, you know, they want to make it so that if the child that's not transgender is uncomfortable with a transgender child in the bathroom with them, that child then has to go to a, to a separate bathroom, not the transgender child. So they're going to make special separate bathrooms for the ones that don't want to be in the bathroom with the transgender one, as opposed to making the separate one just for the transgenders. They're worried about them feeling accepted and that the whole energy is accepted. So we have to pray against that whole issue. You know, I mean, they, um, that's one thing Trump did do was that he rescinded um, Obama's legislation on, you know, transgender, you know, rights and all that stuff in the schools. And so now the individual states are taking it upon themselves to identify what it is they want to do specifically in their state. So then what does the term United States mean? See, everything is, is just spin, because if it's united, what's, what's, what's legal in one would be legal in all 51 if it was united. And so on BBC.com, the sperm count drop could make humans extinct. Now, they say humans, but overstand the context. They say that humans could become extinct, but it says that researchers assessing the results of nearly 200 studies say sperm counts among men from North America, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand seem to have it's halved. It's, it's, it's lessened by half in less than 40 years. So in North America, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand, sperm counts drop by half. Some excerpts, you know, and so the lead researcher, Dr. Levine, said he was very worried about what might happen in the future. So, and also that their decline rate is increasing. If we will not change the ways that we are living in the environment and the chemicals that we're exposed to, I'm very worried about what will happen in the future. Eventually, we may have a problem with the reproduction in general, and it may be the extinction of the human species. Dr. Levine from the Hebrew Hebrew University in Jerusalem found a 52.4% decline in sperm concentration and a 59.3% decline and total sperm count in men from North America, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. The study also indicates that the rate of decline among men living in these countries is continuing and possibly even increasing. In contrast, no significant decline was seen in South America. No significant decline was seen in Asia. And no significant decline was seen in Africa. But the researchers point out that after that far fewer studies 
have been conducted in these continents. Of course, they have to put that caveat. Many previous studies have indicated similar sharp decline in sperm counts in developed economies, but skeptics say that the large proportion of them have been flawed. So this is really deep, you know? So in North America, Europe, and Australia, and New Zealand, the sperm count has decreased by 59.3%. What is going on in the world? Independent.co.uk says that protests after charges were dropped against white Ohio police officer who shot an armed black driver. Ray Tennyson accused of murder after Sam Dubois gunned down in routine Cincinnati traffic stop. A judge in Cincinnati has dismissed the charges against a white police officer who fatally shot an unarmed black motorist during a traffic stop after a county prosecutor declined to pursue a third murder trial in the case. So the Hamilton County Judge Leslie Jizz declined to acquit former University of Cincinnati officer Ray Tensing in the shooting of Sam Dubois, but she dismissed the murder and voluntary manslaughter charges in a way that blocks retrial on those counts. So now they're tweaking it. She's dismissing it in a way that blocks a retrial on those counts in a sort of a note of finality, which is what we were looking for, Although we still have the potential for a federal civil rights investigation, defense attorney Stuart Matthews said afterwards, two juries couldn't reach unanimous agreement on the state charges leading to mistrials. One has to be in juries, for real. County prosecutor Joe Dieter said he felt badly about dropping the case, but had concluded that he wouldn't be able to get a jury to convict Tensing. Tensing, now 27, shot the 43-year-old Dubois in the head after pulling him over for missing a front license plate. He shot him in the head over a missing front license plate on July 19, 2015. The shooting is among numerous cases nationwide and have called attention to how police deal with blacks and how it highlights the challenges prosecutors face in getting jurors to convict police officers for shooting when they say they're under threat. We have to pray for the for the Dubois family, and um, they're, they're, I'm going to go forward with a civil rights case, you know, and um, the family now hopes federal authorities reviewing the case will determine that Dubois' civil rights were violated and will prosecute Tensing. We want to give Sam some kind of justice. Tensing was fired by the way, from the police department. U.S. Attorney Benjamin Glassman said authorities will review evidence from the state court trials to assess whether there are possible federal, if, whether there are possible. You just shoot somebody in the head if not have it. Give me a break. Whether there are possible federal civil rights offenses that may warrant prosecution. The university reached a $5.3 million settlement with the Dubois family, including free undergraduate tuition for his 13 children. Lessons to his children and that they use that free undergraduate tuition to make the most out of their lives. In Jesus' name. And also in Massachusetts, this is very disturbing. Massachusetts jail is first in the state to end in-person visits. So now they're trying to stop the in-person visits. Not trying, they are. 
and jail, and they're only going to allow video calls. And so this is on WCVB.com, Massachusetts 5 ABC. Dartmouth, Massachusetts, the first Massachusetts prison in making the switch from in-person visits to visits through video conference. The Bristol County House of Corrections in North Dartmouth will no longer offer in-person visits, limiting visitors to video calls only with inmates, MassLive reported. Correction officials hope that the change will keep illegal substances from being brought into jail by visitors. We want to keep visitors out of the secure portion of our jail, County Sheriff's Office spokesperson Jonathan Darling told Mass Live. In the next few weeks, a trailer of prison grounds will be set up and equipped with rows of video conferencing equipment for visitors to use. Remote video calls will also be possible. Visitors will be charged for these calls, but the correction officials are not yet sure what the exact fees will be. This has been one of several controversial decisions for the Bristol County Sheriff, Thomas Hodgson. Hodgson has also discussed charging prisoners a daily incarceration fee. This county sheriff is discussing charging prisoners a daily incarceration fee, as well as sending Massachusetts inmates to work on the border wall between the U.S. and Mexico. So we have to send prayers to Massachusetts, and we have to pray down this negative energy of this of this um, sheriff, Thomas Hodgson, and what's going on over there. I mean, people that commit crimes, yes, have to do punishment, you know, but if they have loved ones that can help bring their spirit to the light, let them be able to see them in person. You know, there are some prisons that are that you cannot mail books to at all. And they also have prisons where you can purchase books for the inmates, but it's only from approved book vendors and certain kinds of books. You know, people don't fight for the justice of inmates, even though the inmates messed up for the justice for themselves. But there has to be a line of humanity. There has to be a line of, 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 of humanity. Because how is that person going to react in the human space around their loved one when they get out? It's creating just unnecessary psychosocial implications. You know? We're going to take a music moment and come back with the technology. Blessings and grace. I've told this story millions of times. Excuse me, but it's very important. When they teach you in uh, Japanese Zen how to use a sword, the first thing that the teacher says to do now, if you're going to be a good soldier, you've got to be alert Because you never know where the attacks will come They liken this to a barrel of water. The water is just sitting there in the barrel. But the minute you make a hole in the barrel, the water immediately is ready to come out of that hole. So in the same way, the mind, when it is in the proper state, is ready to respond in any direction from which the attack may come. So you sit in the middle. And you don't expect the attack from any particular direction. Now look, there is nothing you can do to be liberated. Because all your efforts in the direction of liberation are phony. 
They are based on your desire to boost and continue your ego. And that will never lead to liberation. All you can do, is to be aware of yourself as you are, without judgment. See what is.
responsibility and a willingness to try. And teach us how the solution will manifest out of I and I when I get closer and closer, more and more. Everything after, nothing before him, deeper and deeper. Blessings and grace. We're going to move forward into technology. On Mashable.com, Delta's new program will let you use your fingertip to print and board your plane. But there's a catch. You might soon be able to use merely your finger to board your next plane. Delta announced a new biometrics boarding pass experience on Thursday that allows passengers to use fingerprints instead of traditional boarding passes to board planes at Regan Washington National Airport. According to Delta's announcement, customers who decide to participate in the program, which is currently in the test phase, can forego paper or mobile boarding passes in favor of using fingerprints as proof of identity to board their plane. The final phase of Delta's DCA biometric boarding pass test coming this summer will allow members to also use their fingerprints to check a bag. So that's where that's going. They have face scanning, right? And now they have the fingerprints. And on readwrite.com, scientists create comfortable e-skin, wearable that lasts for a week. 
e-skin. A group of Japanese scientists have created an inflammation-free, lightweight, stretchable e-skin sensor capable of lasting up to a week, published in Nature Nanotechnology this week. The new development can open the way for medical wearables that track heart rate, blood pressure, and blood sugar throughout the week without being evasive to the user. E-skin. At the same time, it could be used for commercial purposes, like a temporary tattoo that allows the person to access different zones in a museum or a quick track at a theme park. You put the e-skin on when you go to Disneyland. The focus is on medical applications for now, though, says the scientist in charge. It will become possible to monitor patients' vital signs without causing any stress or discomfort, says Professor Somaya of the University of Tokyo. What would the world be like if we had displays that could adhere to our bodies and even show our emotions or level of stress or unease? In addition to not having to carry a device with us at all times, they might enhance the way we interact with those around us or add a whole new dimension to how we communicate. So this is e-skin. Now, the only issue with the e-skin is that it's, it's, you know, Wearing the e-skin for for elongated periods of time could harm the natural breathing of the skin. Even though there's no physical discomfort, there's physiological discomfort. Overstand. And on NPR.org, beyond the nasty needle, trying to make vaccines more comfy and convenient. So news news this summer of flu vaccine patch. See, they have the e-skin, now they have the flu vaccine patch. Vaccine patches sparked a lot of chatter. Could getting vaccinated be as easy as putting on a bandage? Could there be fewer or at least smaller needles in our future? Some companies and academic labs are working to make those things happen. They're refining technologies that involve tiny needles less than a millimeter long and the needle-free injectors that can send a dose of vaccine through your skin in a fraction of a section. Some of these technologies are already available on the market, while others are still being tested. So they have an alternative to the vaccine, and it's the vaccine patch. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and strength. Thank you. 
Here you were way out in the middle of the ocean, you can't swim. And you worried about someone that's in the bathtub and can't swim. We don't steal, we don't gamble, we don't lie, and we don't cheat. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. We will kill you for our woman. We will kill you for our woman. Until we stand up like men.
Blessings and grace as we move forward into herbnology. I wanted to feature saffron, one of the more expensive spices, often called kasa in Hindi. It's a popular spice, and it's an expensive one, too. Its taste makes for great usage in food and refreshment and even for making beverages. Saffron's unique color and flavor and other properties give culinary and medicinal characteristics that make it renowned across the world. So it's for disease prevention. You know, when used in cooking, it contains many plant-derived chemical components, which are known to prevent diseases and also known to promote the overall well-being of the body. It has volatile oils. The plant part from which saffron is obtained contains essential but volatile oils when added to food, and it imparts a unique flavor and benefits of saffron as a spice. So some of these oils are cineol, pinene, barneol, and geminol. And the active components, apart from the volatile oils, are also the non-volatile active components, like carotenoid compounds that are antioxidants, which are beneficial to the body. And these prevent free radical reactions. They prevent free radical reactions. It has therapeutic applications. In many religions, saffron is not just considered a spice. It's used in various types of therapies like body healing and detoxification and also in spas. It's an antidepressant. The active components in the saffron make our body lose its depressing characteristics, making it a dietary necessity at times. And digestive properties. Saffron is also a digestive and an anticonvulsant. So it'll stop you from convulsing. It's an anticonvulsant. Cell formation and repair. Potassium found in saffron is a necessary source that flavors a cell formation and repair, heart disease and blood pressure. The potassium helps maintain the blood pressure. Okay, and then um, blood cell production. Iron is a very useful component in the body as the blood requires it to form hemoglobin, and it's cofactor in the red blood cell production too. So optimum health, the overall mineral content, including calcium, vitamins, and proteins, present in saffron ensure the maintenance of optimal health. And for weight loss and diet control, the high serotonin levels suppress the appetite and the ear or the impulse to eat, and it heightens the mood at the same time, whereas low levels of serotonin um, have the opposite and adverse effects. So it's good for weight loss and diet control and respiratory health. Saffron is used to treat asthma and other respiratory ailments like cough and whooping cough, and it helps to loosen the phlegm as an expectorant. And mental health, the saffron extract is known to help treat depression, reduce stress, to be a mood enhancer. It's widely used also as an aphrodisiac, and it's widely used to combat Alzheimer's disease, used to fight against the growing menace of insomnia and common in today's highly stressed lifestyle habits. And it's good for sexual health. Again, it's an aphrodisiac, and women use saffron for menstrual cramps and PMS, premenstrual syndrome, and men use it to promote fertility and to also deal with premature ejaculation. So overall, saffron has done much help to treat complex sexual health ailments. It combats diabetes. It's been proven to be a, handle, uh, um, a handy tool in combating the menace of diabetes. And um, doctors, you know, if you ask them, they'll also swear by it. Saffron is good for your skin. It, 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 um, it has beauty benefits as well. 
Um, it can be beneficial in your skin for radiant skin and um, the treatment of acne and blemishes of dull skin for luminous complexion as a toner, right? It improves the face texture and the treatment of dry skin. It heals wounds and scars. It has benefits for the hair, stimulating growth. It combats um, hair loss. Saffron mixed with licorice and milk applied to ball spots. This will combat hair loss and promote hair growth. You see why it's so expensive. So this is how you select it. So saffron is one of the most expensive of all the spices. And so proper selection is vital in order to get your money's worth. And it's available all year round in supermarkets and specialty stores. And there are three forms, saffron threads or stigmas, saffron tips, and saffron powder. So the saffron threads or powder should be purchased from a reputed distributor. It should be packaged in foil packaged in foil to provide protection from air and light. Bulk saffron is usually sold in wooden boxes. When purchasing saffron threads, ensure they are dark red in color. They should have orange tips and should not have any color variation at all. There should be no traces of yellow as they have not as they have no utility except adding dead weight. The redder the color, the better the quality of the saffron. If the tips are not orange, it means the saffron is of inferior quality and has been dyed. Okay, so it has to have the the it has to have the orange tips. Saffron threads with white spots and those with yellow stamens attached should also be avoided. So if it has white and yellow Avoid it. Saffron threads should be hard and brittle to touch. Okay, so it's hard to tell if the powdered one, based on the color, is, you know, adulterated or not. You know, so to ensure superior quality, it should be bought from a reputed brand or merchant. The next step is to examine the aroma. Saffron should have a strong and fresh aroma. It should smell sweet, not musty. Sweet, not musty. And though saffron is available in both thread and powdered forms, it should be advised to prefer the thread if possible, as ground saffron has a shorter shelf life, a shorter shelf life than than the dried threads. So it's usually mixed with other ingredients as well. You know, so storage should be stored in an airtight container, preferably a glass jar, a cool, dry, dark place. Ideal temperature for saffron is below 68 degrees, less than 40% humidity, you know. And so look into saffron. It has wonderful benefits. You know, it's an investment in you and your health and your strength and and your vitality. It's okay to spend money on that, right? We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the the moment. Blessings and strength. With the words them that you choose, if you buy your statement or attention, you will lose. 
unless you are intentionally trying to confuse. Cause I refuse to sit back and watch you hold the people down. Floating in your top positions while the rest of them are drowned. Cause in the sentence of creation, all you are is just a noun. The verbs, the action, words that put the power to the stone. And that's way beyond profound when the wealth is for the few. They feel that there is no one they should have to answer to. So the things that they will say are not the things that they will do. Cause even after all the talk, the people still don't have a clue. But at least this much is true, information is the key. Yes, knowledge is the only way the people will be free. So it isn't just a choice, it's a responsibility. To keep aware, so you can judge if what they say is what you see. Cause this one is a warning, 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 a warning, 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 warning. Yes, this one is a warning, 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 a warning, 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 Already, already, already. They say we look like we're 
They say we the fucking UFO. Well, I heard, I heard, and I heard they tryna lick my style. Tryna lick my style already. Yeah, I got it on the go. Away straight from the cosmos, man. of hope being discovery for those who search for him totality went about from searching from the one from whom they had come from 
and the totality was inside of him, the incomprehensible, inconceivable one, who is superior to every thought. Ignorance of the Father brought about anguish and terror, and the anguish grew like a fog, so that no one was able to see. For this reason, error became powerful. It worked on its own matter foolishly, not having known the truth. It set about with the creation, preparing with power and beauty the substitute for truth. This was not then a humiliation for him, the incomprehensible, inconceivable one, for they were nothing. The anguish and the oblivion and the creature of deceit, while the established truth is immutable, imperturbable, perfect in beauty. For this reason, despise error, despise it. Thus it had no root. It fell into fog regarding the Father. While it was involved in preparing works and oblivions and terrors, in order that by means of these it might entice those of the middle and capture them. The oblivion of error was not revealed. It is not from the Father. Oblivion did not come into existence from the Father, although it did come into existence because of Him. But what comes into existence in him is knowledge, knowledge, which appeared in order that oblivion might vanish, appeared in order that oblivion might vanish and the father might be known. Since oblivion came into existence because the father was not known, then the father comes to be known. Oblivion will not exist from that moment on. Through this, the gospel of the one who is searched for, which was revealed to those who are perfect through the mercies of the Father, the hidden mystery, Jesus the Christ enlightened those who were in darkness through oblivion. He enlightened them. He showed them a way. And the way is the truth which he taught them. For this reason, error grew angry at him, persecuted him, was distressed at him, and, and was brought to naught. He was nailed to a tree, and he became fruit of the knowledge of the Father. It did not, however, cause destruction because it was eaten, but to those who ate it, it gave cause to become glad in the discovery, and he discovered them in himself, and they discovered him in themselves. As for the incomprehensible, inconceivable one, the Father, the perfect one, the one who made the totality within him is the totality, and of him the totality has need. Although he retained their perfection within himself, which he did not give to the totality, the Father was not jealous. What jealousy indeed could there be between himself and his members? For if this aeon had thus received their perfection, they could not have come. The Father, he retained within himself their perfection, granting it to them as a return to him and a perfectly unitary knowledge. It is he who fashioned the totality, and within him is the totality, and the totality was in need of him. As in the case of a person of whom some are ignorant, he wishes to have them know him and to love him, 
So for what did the totality have need of, if not knowledge, regarding the Father? He became a guide, restful and leisurely. In schools he appeared and spoke the word of the teacher. They came the men wise in their own estimation. <laughs> they came the men wise in their own estimation, putting him to the test. But he confounded them because they were foolish. They hated him because they were not really wise. After all these, there came the little children, those, whom, those to whom the knowledge of the father belongs. Having been strengthened, they learned about the impressions of the father. They knew. They were known. They were glorified. They glorified. There was manifested in their heart the living book of the living, the one written in the thought and the mind of the Father, which from before the foundation of the totality was within his incomprehensibility. That book, which no one was able to take since it remains for the one who would take it to be slain, no one could have become manifest from among those who have believed in salvation unless that book had appeared. For this reason, the merciful one, the faithful one, Jesus, was patient in accepting suffering until he took that book, since he knows that his death is life for many. Just as there lies hidden in a will before it is opened, the fortune of the deceased master of the house, so it is with the totality, which lay hidden while the father of the totality was invisible, being something which is from him from whom every space comes forth. For this reason, Jesus appeared. He put on that book. He was nailed to a tree. He was published. He published the edict of the Father on the cross. Oh, such great teaching. He draws himself down to death. Through life eternal, clothes him. Having stripped himself of perishable rags, he put on imperishability which no one can possibly take away from him, pass through those who were stripped naked by oblivion, being knowledge and perfection, proclaiming the things that are in the heart. Teach those who will receive teaching. Teach those who will receive teaching. The secret is for the seeker. But those who are to receive teaching are the living, who are inscribed in the book of the living. It is about themselves that they receive instruction, receiving it from the Father, turning again to him. Since the perfection of the totality is in the Father, it is necessary for the totality to ascend to him. Then if one has knowledge, then if one has knowledge, he receives what are his own and draws them to himself. For he who is ignorant is in need, and what he lacks is great, since he lacks that which will make him perfect. Since the perfection of the totality is in the Father, and it is necessary for the totality to ascend to him, and for each one to receive what are his own, he enrolled them in advance, having prepared them to give to those who came forth from him. Amen. Those whose name he knew in advance were called at the end, so that one who has knowledge is the one whose name the Father has uttered. For those who have knowledge is the one whose name the Father has uttered. For he whose name has not been spoken is ignorant. Indeed, how is one to hear if his name has not been called? 
For he who is ignorant until the end is a creation of oblivion, and he will vanish along with it. If not, how is it that these miserable ones have no name, that they do not have the call? Therefore, if one has knowledge, he is from above. Therefore, if one has knowledge, he is from above. If he is called, he hears. He answers and turns to him who is calling him and ascends to him. Each one's name comes to him. So you have to be able to hear the sound of joy, hear the Most High's word in your personal life. What is he calling you to do? If he is called, he hears. He answers, turns to him who is calling, and ascends to him. And he knows in what manner he is called. Having knowledge, he does the will of the one who called him. He wishes to be pleasing to him. He receives rest. Each one's name comes to him. He who is to have knowledge in this manner knows where he comes from and where he is going. He knows as one who, having become drunk, has turned away from his drunkenness and having returned to himself, has set right what are his own. Having returned to himself, has set right what are his own brought many back from error. He has gone before them to their places from which they had moved away since it was on account of the depth that they had received error, the depth of the one who encircles all spaces, while there is none that encircles him. It was great wonder that they were in the Father, not knowing him, and that they were able to come forth by themselves since they were unable to comprehend or to know the one in whom they were. For if his will had not thus emerged from him, for he revealed it in view of a knowledge in which all its emanations concur. This is the knowledge of the living book, which he revealed to the aeons at the end as his letters, at the end as his letters. Revealing how they are not vowels, nor are they consonants, so that one might read them and think of something foolish, but rather that they are letters of the truth, which they alone speak to who know them. Each letter is a complete thought, like a complete book. Since they are letters written by the unity of the Father, having written them for the aeons in order that by means of his letters they should know the Father. While his wisdom contemplates the word and his teachings utter it, his knowledge has revealed. While forbearance is a crown upon it and his gladness is in harmony with it, his glory has exalted it, his image has revealed it. His repose has received it into itself. His love has made a body over it. His fidelity has embraced it. In this way, the word of the Father goes to totality as the fruit of his heart and an impression of his will. 
but it supports the totality by purifying them, bringing them back into the Father, into the Mother, Jesus of the infinite sweetness. The Father reveals his bosom. Now his bosom is the Holy Spirit. He reveals what is hidden of him. What is hidden of him is his son, so that through the mercies of the Father, the aeons may know him and cease laboring in search of the Father, resting there in him, knowing that this is the final rest. Having filled the deficiency, he abolished the form. The form of it is the world, that in which he served. For the place where there is envy and strife is deficient. But the place where there is unity is perfect. Since the deficiency came into being because the Father was not known, therefore, when the Father is known from that moment on, the deficiency will no longer exist. As in the case of ignorance of a person, when he comes to have knowledge, his ignorance vanishes of itself. And the darkness vanishes when the light appears. So also the deficiency vanishes in the perfection. From that moment on, the form is not apparent, but it will vanish in the fusion of unity. For now their works lie scattered. In time, unity will perfect the spaces. It is within unity that each one will attain himself within knowledge. He will purify himself from multiplicity into unity, consuming matter within himself like fire and darkness by light, death by life. If indeed these things have happened to each one of us, then we must see to it above all. The house will be holy and silent for the unity, as in the case of some people who moved out of dwellings, having jars in that spots were not good. They would break them. The master of the house would not suffer loss. Rather, he is glad, because in place of the jars, there are full ones, which are made perfect, for such is the judgment which has come from above. It has passed judgment on everyone. It is a drawn sword with two edges cutting on either side. When the word appeared, the one that is within the heart of those who utter it, it is not a sound alone, but it became a body. A great disturbance took place among the jars because some had been emptied, others filled, that is. Some had been supplied, others poured out. Some had been purified, still others broken up. All the spaces were shaken and disturbed because they had no order, stability. Error was upset, not knowing what to do. It was grieved and mourning, afflicting itself because it knew nothing. When knowledge drew near it, This is the downfall of error. When knowledge draws near, that is the downfall of error. In all its emanations, error is empty, having nothing inside. Truth appeared, and all its emanations knew it. They greeted the Father in truth with the power, with the perfect power that joins them with the Father. For as for everyone who loves the truth, because the truth is the mouth of the Father, his is the Holy Spirit. He who is joined to the truth is joined to the Father's mouth by his tongue whenever he is to receive the Holy Spirit. Since this is the manifestation of the Father and his revelation to the eons, 
He manifested what was hidden of him. He explained it. But who contains, if not the Father alone, all the spaces are his emanations. They have known that they have came forth from him like children who are from a grown man. They knew they had not yet received form, nor yet received a name, each one of which the Father begets. Then when they receive form by his knowledge, though truly within him, they do not know him. But the Father is perfect, knowing every space within him. If he wishes, he manifests whomever he wishes by giving him form and giving him a name. And he gives a name to him and brings it about that those come into existence who, before they came into existence, are ignorant of him who fashioned them. I do not say then that they are nothing at all who have not yet come into existence, but they are in him who will wish that they come into existence when he wishes, like the time that is to come before all things appear. He knows what he will produce. But the fruit which is yet not manifest does not know anything, nor does it do anything. Thus also every space which is itself in the Father is from one who exists, who established it from what does not exist. For he who is not root has no fruit either. But though he thinks to himself, I have come into being, yet he will perish by himself. For this reason, he do not exist at all, will never come into existence. What then did he wish him to think of himself? This I have come into being like the shadows of phantoms of the night. When the light shines on the terror which that person had experienced, he knows that it is nothing, ignorant of the Father. He being the one whom they did not see, since it was terror and disturbance and instability, that brought about division. There were many illusions at work by means of these and many empty fictions as if they were sunk in sleep and found themselves in disturbing dreams. Either there is a place to which they are fleeing or without strength they come from having chased after others or they are involved in striking blows or they are receiving blows themselves, or they have fallen from high places, or they take off into the air. They do not even have wings. Again, it is as if people were murdering them. Though there is no one even pursuing them, or they themselves are killing their neighbors, for they have been stained with, with, with their blood. Then those who are going through all these things wake up. They see nothing. They who were in the midst of all these disturbances, that they are nothing. Such is the way of those who have cast ignorance aside from them like sleep, not esteeming it as anything. Nor do they esteem its works as solid things either, but rather they leave them behind like a dream in the night. The knowledge of the Father they value as the dawn. This is the way each one has acted as though sleep at the time when he was ignorant. And this is the way he has come to knowledge, as if he had awakened. And good for the man who will return and awaken. And blessed is he who has opened the eyes of the blind. 
and the spirit ran after him, hastening from waking him up. Having extended his hand to him who lay upon the ground, he set him upon his feet, for he had not yet risen. He gave him means of knowing the knowledge of the Father and the revelation of his Son. For when they had seen him and had heard him, he granted them to taste him and to smell him and to touch the beloved Son. When he had appeared instructing them about the, the incomprehensible one, when he had breathed into them what it is in the thought, doing his will, when many had received the light, they turned to him. For material ones were strangers. And they not see his likeness and had not known him. But he came by means of fleshly form, while nothing blocked his course. Because incorruptibility is irresistible, since he again spoke new things, still speaking about what is in the heart of the Father, having brought forth the flawless word. When the light had spoken through his mouth as well as his voice, which gave birth to life, he gave them thought and understanding and mercy and salvation and the powerful spirit from the infiniteness and the sweetness of the Father, having made punishments and tortures cease. For it was they which were leading astray from his face, some who were in need of mercy, in error and in bonds. He both destroyed them with power and confounded them with knowledge. He became a way for those who were gone astray and knowledge for those who were ignorant a discovery for those who were searching, and a support for those who were wavering, immaculateness for those who were defiled, but who left behind the 99 sheep which were not lost. He went searching for the one which had gone astray. He rejoiced when he found it, for 99 is a number that is in the left hand which holds it. But when one is found, the entire number passes to the right hand. As that which lacks the one that is the entire right hand draws what was deficient and takes it from the left-hand side and brings it to the right, so too the number becomes 100. It is a sign of the one who is in their sound. It is the Father, even is the Father. Having brought the flawless word, the word sound power of it all, and the metaphysical meaning of word, John gives us the following concerning the word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word of God is the divine logos, God in his capacity as creative power and includes all the potentialities of being. It is the idea of God, the image and likeness of God, spiritual man. In it are all the possibilities and qualities of God. Being the original fount is the, is the impersonal principle, but in its work of creation, it puts forth an idea that contains all ideas, the Logos, Word, Christ, Son of God, or spiritual man. The spiritual man or Christ, the Word of God, is the true inner self of every individual. Man, therefore, contains within himself the capacities of being. And through his word uses the creative principle of the, of, of the divine mind to create. 
The Greek logos, which has been translated word, literally means reasonable speech. Or as we may say, the reasonable thought or word that is all things that God or mind made in the beginning were perfect results of the power of mind at work through thought along lines of accurate reason based on the perfect ideal conception inherent in infinite mind. The man Jesus became so transparent by purification that the universal Christ or God thought expressed itself through him more clearly than through any other man of whom we have record. Yet the Son of God, a perfect thought of infinite mind, is shining in degree through every man, woman, and child in the universe. All life, all love, all truth are the expressions of the great one cause. It is the ever-present principle of good that shows forth in man in any proportion to the purity of his thoughts. The only expression of divine mind is the logos of the word, the one universal man, God, 